Hello, peoples, and welcome back to another episode of Esoterica Cinema, the podcast where we take films from the cinematic multiverse and discuss the hell out of them. I am Ryan Siebold, your host for the day, bringing you what I like to call I Got Five on It, which is a five-minute mini-review in the off-season. We're bringing you some short-form content uh, to keep your ear holes nice and warm while we prep season three. Today's film from director Leos Carax is 2021's Annette, which Google has summarized as... Henri is a stand-up comedian with a fierce sense of humor who falls in love with Anne, a world-renowned opera singer. Under the spotlight, they form a passionate and glamorous couple with the birth of their first child and mysterious little girl with an exceptional destiny. Their lives are turned upside down. Now, this film stars Adam Driver as the uh, comedy star Henri. Uh, it also stars Marion Cotillard, who does a fantastic job uh, performing as Anne. I will say I knew nothing of this film going into it, not the least of which is that this is an out-and-out musical. Soup to nuts! Very little is spoken throughout the film that wasn't done through song. Which brings me to a very important point. This whole movie is uh, based on the music of the Sparks Brothers, who wrote a concept album of sorts, uh, it's my understanding. Leos Carax teamed up with them to turn it into a narrative feature. So in preparation for this, um, getting to know the artists a little better, I did listen to some of their music. I found their music to be about the same as my take on the film. Uh, a little inconsistent. I mean, they got a couple bops that I would put on in the car, I guess, but uh, I can't call myself a super fan. I think they're very hit and miss. I think they're very technically inclined. Uh, but are they for me? Some yes, some no. And I think that this movie kind of equates to that. Um, half of it works for me and half of it doesn't. So much of it is based on the music that's going on as that is kind of the fulcrum that the whole movie is resting on uh, throughout. So though the visuals can be insanely stylized and uh, beautiful, the camera work, uh, Leos Carax again teams up with uh, acclaimed cinematographer Carolyn Champatier, who, by the way, why she is not shooting everything I'm watching is beyond me. I love her work. I love, love, love her work. Holy Motors was bananas crazy beautiful. And this was no exception. Uh, Leos Carax is known for doing very little in post-production. Uh, and so, so much is done in camera, uh, putting so much weight on her shoulders. And she crushes rising to the occasion Every single time. I can't think of a single scene that did not work in this, and it's very ambitious. Now, throughout the film, Driver uh, plays a stand-up comedian, a very dark, brooding uh, stand-up comedian, and uh, Anne Contillard plays an opera singer, soprano, I, I believe, and uh, we kind of go back and forth the first half of the film, bouncing uh, back and forth between their lives as well as their lives together, kind of a star-crossed lovers, if you will, and uh, you know his performances were something that I had a lot of problems with on the stage. Very hard to watch. I know they were compared to things like Bill Hicks or Bill Burr. I saw a lot of Andy Kaufman in this. Just performance art, uh, kind of disrupting or uh, unsettling the audience on purpose just to get a reaction. You know, not really comedy per se, more of uh, performance art, I, I think, that is where I would go with it. But he talks about uh, violence to women, suicide, um, you know... The, there's a whole bunch of uh, problematic stuff here. That's, you know, in all fairness, painting him as a problematic character, but the music drops out and we're left with him on stage uh, from the perspective of the audience. And sometimes we get in close, but uh, yeah, he comes on and does this performance a few times throughout the film. And every time it gets harder and harder to watch. And I'm certain that that's the desired effect. Plus it kind of stalls out uh, at a film that's almost entirely carried by music to all of a sudden have the music drop out. And now we're with Adam driver on the stage while he just talks and rambles about these dark, twisted uh, meanderings of his mind. Uh, you know, it was just tricky. 
I can't say enough about Marianne Cotillard's performance, though. She's just one of those actresses that whenever she comes on film, uh, more often than not, I'm elated to see her. She does fantastic work on the screen. Uh, I, I need to go back and kind of focus more on her library of work, so to speak, uh, because, yeah, good stuff here as well. A very, very consistent performance throughout. About halfway through the film, um, without spoiling too much, uh, there's a very notorious boat scene that we've seen in all the trailers. It's on the poster, etc., etc. She kicks the bucket. Her spirit possesses the baby that she's then given birth to, which is Annette. And this is going to bring me to another big topic of this film. I had no idea there was a fucking puppet in this movie. A total whole-ass marionette plays uh, Henri and Anne's child, Annette. And Annette, small Anne, Anne possesses Annette. I see where he was going with this. Um, banana pants, crazy shit. But very well done by performers Estelle Charlier and Ramald Colinette. Just because this is a mini episode does not mean I won't butcher foreign names. We're going to keep doing it, folks. Sorry about that. If you're out there and you're listening and you're French and you think that's not how that's done. You're right. You got me. So Annette shows up, and uh, here we are dealing with this puppet baby, not to be mistaken with Muppet Baby. It's a full-blown wooden marionette of sorts. Think Pinocchio. You got nine different puppets that they had to create uh, for different the different age groups and stages as we follow Annette growing up, and 15 different facial expressions. So they would just pop and move these things along like Jack Skellington, and uh, they also had to perform a lot of the character's movement and emotion uh, right there on set, again, as I stated earlier, Leia's Carax let them do very little in post-production, so they had to find new ways to bring this puppet to life, not the least of which was teaching Adam Driver and Marianne Cotillard how to operate it, because there were times that they could not be in the wide shot, and that uh, that worked very well for me. The, the whole bit with the kid was shocking at first, because I didn't know it was coming, uh, but then once you kind of settle in and get used to how good it is, it's like, Jesus, man, they're crushing this part of the film. I think my issues with this movie come uh, mostly with its runtime. Now, uh, lumped in with the things I did not know going into this film was that it's almost two and a half hours. That's a lot of Sparks Brothers. So if you're so-so on them and uh, you find their music to be somewhat inconsistent, this is kind of like listening to three or four of their albums back to back to back to back. So in that listening uh, session when you're sitting down and, and uh, trying to enjoy their music, uh, you're going to find some hits and some misses. And I think that this movie kind of plays out that way, a little inconsistent. There were times when I'm fully engaged. My eyes are glued to the screen. Carolyn Champatier, the DP, is giving me magic. Uh, the performances are stellar. The music is firing on all cylinders. And then there are other times, uh, like the, I don't want to say controversial, but very well-known uh, cunnilingus and sex scenes that were done in this movie to music while they were singing on set. It's also worth mentioning that uh, Adam Driver and Marianne Cotillard did most of their, uh, I think all the singing was done pretty much on set with the exception of Cotillard's soprano opera performances, which they did have to bring someone in because she couldn't hit some of those notes. Uh, but everything else was done practical, which is bananas. But just under two and a half hours is a lot of it. This is one of those... The whole is not as great as the sum of its parts scenarios, I guess, wherein I could look at the expertise of the puppetry. I could look at the cinematography. I could look at most of the music, let's say, and really appreciate the skill and craftsmanship that went into this. From the opening musical number, they had me. They had a Greek chorus come in at times and kind of do a little... Um, Think Little Shop of Horrors uh, with the Greek chorus they had kind of uh, breaking up and giving little narrative uh, bites throughout, uh, throughout the way, kind of holding your hand. So there was a lot to love, just a lot of it. 
So take all that for what you will. Uh, there's a lot to unpack here. This probably deserved a whole ass episode, to be honest. It's hard to wrap this up in under 10 minutes, closer to five, but we're going to call it there. There are things like the vague biblical allegories that you could look into. There's the birthmark on Adam Driver's face that slowly grows throughout the film as he becomes more evil and sinister. There is the uh, manipulation of child celebrity you could get into. Based on the research that I've done about this film, you could take away a lot from this I just don't know that it was 100% landing for me all the way across the board uh, for all the reasons that I mentioned. Uh, going into our three adjectives, we're going to say long-winded, which, hey, pot kettle, right? Uh, if anyone's long-winded, it's me. I'm probably already clocking in at 10 minutes on this review. But yeah, it was just felt a little bloated. Could have been a little more concise. There were times I was kind of like... Come on. A gorgeous spectacle. As previously stated, this is no different than Holy Motors. I'm assuming Leos Carax, this is just his jam, but I'm going to give credit where due and say Carolyn Champatier. I'm ho- I really hope I'm saying her name right because she deserves all the accolades. Uh, and then the third is Sparks, 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 because at the end of the day, all this is is a Sparks Brothers uh, musical. So if you're in with them, man, you're going to love this movie. If they're not your bag, then you're probably not going to like this movie. That's kind of where we're at on this. I'm giving this a B minus. I did think it fell a little short from Holy Motors on my enjoyability factor, but I I think he swung for the fences and mostly stuck the landing. I think that this uh, wins more than it loses. So uh, we're going to give it a winning record. B minus. Thanks for listening to another five minute episode. We'll see you next week uh, with, uh, I think Jason's going to take over. We're going to talk about another movie. Thanks for listening.